what did you think of Nectar? Nectar? Um, all right, here we go. Just kicking it off. Backstory time. Uh, on Spotify, there is a little thing. If you scroll down on the homepage, you'll see stuff like Good Afternoon, Your Shows, Jump Back In, Recently Played. And then you'll see Discover Something New, in which you have Discover Weekly. I'm not sure if Apple Music actually even has this. Um, which it just gives you a bunch of songs that it thinks is connected to your taste in some way. And then it also gives, beside that, a bunch of different albums that it believes is near your taste in some way, shape, or form. One of the ones that I got was Nectar. And I normally actually do not go to my Discover Something New section um, on Spotify because I usually don't like a ton of it, unfortunately, but I, I figured Bryson was like, you know, we need to we need to find some deep cuts. So I was like, all right, here we go. There's not a ton of people who listen to this. The artist Jonathan Lendewer Lendewer ninety six um only has less than two hundred thousand listeners. So I was like, all right, here we go. And I listened to Nectar, and I didn't hate it. I thought it was not bad. My only real critique is that the singing is horrendous and takes me out of the the mood for a lot of it. The instrumental on a lot of the songs, though, I think are really good and very pretty, and I think it sounds nice, but the voice is, the, the, the voice is not good. The voice is not good. I took a lot of notes on this one. I went track by track, taking quite a few notes and actually looking into the person behind this. Uh, and he's actually a rapper that a lot of people might recognize. Um, so this is a side project, actually. What? Yeah. What have I found? So um, this is Young Lean. Oh, that does sound familiar. Yeah. So a Swedish rapper, and he took his his project out, out here with Nectar. Um, it's rough. Honestly, I I was listening through and it was a little upsetting to listen to because he kept giving me like these great ideas. Right. And I was really excited for the rest of the song. And then it was just the same thing for the entire song. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, he had a lot of really good ideas with this one. Clearly, there's a reason he did a side project, I think, because it's like, oh, wow, these are great. And then he just doesn't. And yeah. I, it's like he created a tenth of a song and just stretched it out into the entire song. <laughs> now, now, that's not true for all of the tracks on here. Some of them are really solid. Like, the first track off it, I think, is really indicative of a lot of the album, Razor Love. I, I like de- Razor Love. I yeah. described it as uneventful but promising. Um, yeah. 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 It's like nothing... I You know, it represents, I think, the entire album really well. A lot of first tracks do. Cause it's like, oh, this is kind of what you're yeah, gonna get. It's probably and what it should do. Yeah. Yeah. I think with Razor Love, there was um, the instrumental I liked a lot, and that I think that's why I stuck around. Like the voice sounded bad. I was like, all right, I've listened to my fair share of like bands or musicians or artists that don't have a great voice, but the instrumental is really, really good. You can kind of make that argument. I don't want to say this because I love Pink Floyd, but you can kind of make that argument occasionally with Pink Floyd on just some of the songs in which like the voice doesn't sound like opera level. Like it's not a beautiful voice or it's not like a nice sounding voice, but the music is really good, you know? Well, yeah. I, and sometimes like, that complements it. Like Blink exactly. 182 is the classic example, right? Where the, the instrumentals are really you know, in the sort of grunge pop, pop punk sort of thing. And so the vocals, even if they are 
by an operatic, you know, singer, terrible. It doesn't matter because <laughs> they fit the instrumentals perfectly. And yeah. They give a really good idea of what's going on. Yeah. So I, when I first listened to Razor Love, the first time I was like, all right, voice honestly sounds really bad. And I did not like the voice at all. But I decided we're going to stick through it because Bryson told me I had to. And I didn't tell you anything. <laughs> you told me to listen to this album. I did. I did. At, well, Bryson gave me the concept, and I decided to stick with what I thought Bryson told me to do, which he didn't actually tell me anything. This like what I believe Bryson is in my head. That version of Bryson told me to do this. Um, yeah, I, I basically goes down. I think Wooden Girl is neat. You want to see hear my first note on Wooden Girl? Do it. Just two words: vocal lessons. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. <laughs> I there was a line where he said "eyes of cotton candy," and I thought that was awesome. That's a really fun line. I haven't heard that. Um, I thought it was pretty cute and clever. And then also the sax solo was awesome. Yes, the sax solo yes. was sick. I was like, man, I wish there was more sax solo, and there just wasn't. And I was like, aw, I, I wish he like tripled the length of that sax solo. It would have been awesome. Yeah, but I'm I'm honestly. I'm glad I dipped down into Nectar. I'm glad I actually went and like gave it a listen and because while I don't think it's an incredible album, there's some neat stuff happening here. I think you summed it up at the beginning pretty well. Everyone makes this joke and it's because it's very fitting. People need to cut it out with George Orwell references. <laughs> 1984 just gets referenced so much and I don't understand why he obviously throws in a George Orwell reference, otherwise I wouldn't mention this, and off with their heads. And I, <laughs> it automatically takes you out of any experience because you're like, oh, I've heard this so many times before. Do you not like George Orwell? Is it like the message that you're just like tired of I'm just tired message? of everyone tired. repeating the exact same book over and over again because they don't ever mention Animal Farm either, which Animal Farm is just a better book than 1984. So I don't, I I don't get it. Yeah, everyone <laughs> I agree. agrees. Every everyone year, agrees? Really? Everyone agrees. Animal oh. Farm is a much better book than 1984. I agree. Yeah. Can can I, can I talk about 1984 for a second? Yeah, absolutely. Because we 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 already dipped down in here. Oh, totally. 1984. I love the beginning, like the first act of the book. Oh, the and then, setting. Every it's just yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is this is what I'm looking for in a book. And then it's just a bunch of sex for like a lot of the book. And well, then it goes back to being interesting. But it, it, I was just like, at okay. one point, I was like, ah, this is. Exhausting. I thought the entire like book. And the best scene in the entire book is when they get caught, right? Yes. That's like at the end, yeah. When no, not not at the end. Not at the end. Like near the middle of the book, they get caught, and then he oh. gets sent to prison. Oh, that part. And that's yeah. the best scene in the like. I really? love the build up to that, and then the torture scene is boring no. as hell and really gruesome. Disagree and it's like strongly. I don't care. No. It's like I don't care about this guy. It's just some uh, random communist dude. I don't care. No, I. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? That hurt my. I, we were. I was on board with you the entire time. I thought we were gonna have a happy, happy little episode of <laughs> us agreeing on things and having a good time. That being, would never be fun to listen being to. Being civilized human beings, but no. Okay. I'm sorry. I like when they get captured, but the ending was what redeemed the book for well, me. Well, the ending was interesting, but the the I giant the ass torture I scene. I love it. It's no, so he literally cool. gives like a whole manifesto. That's why it's that's, cool. <laughs> it's like, oh man, I would read philosophy if I wanted to hear philosophy. I was just reading a cool story. I think that's what. Uh, I mean, okay. To be fair, I think 
at the time, I was a lot more, I think, into political theory than I maybe am at this point. Maybe if I read it now, I would kind of be like, all right, you're ranting about authoritarian, libertarian arguments for like a huge chunk of the book. Like, I get, I get what you're going for kind of thing. But I think at the time, I was so much more invested in that kind of stuff that when I was reading it, I was like, <gasps> this is an interesting perspective. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably my favorite part is like, this is what makes the book unique is this epic monologue at the end where he just does this. But I think you're the only person I've ever really? heard say that. No. It's like, oh, if I wanted George Orwell he just didn't have the writing capable for philosophy. Dang. He, he wasn't Bertrand <laughs> Russell. I don't think anyone will ever say that he was. He just wasn't as precise in writing. It wasn't catchy at all, but he was really good at writing the story, and then he just gave it up. I, I guarantee if I hear another 1984 comment, I will bring it back up in music that we listen to because it's so... Yeah, it's just ancient sounding. It makes you sound like you only listen to what other people say and just parrot everything else. That's an interesting perspective. I was at the the dining hall getting food and I hear people say this a lot, but my friend specifically and we're like getting, uh, I think he was getting a burger or something and it's like $7 something. Yeah. I don't know. It's like relatively pricey. And then, and then he was like, what? This is so expensive. What is this? 1984? All the time. I hear so many people say that. And that doesn't really bother me, but now I'm curious. Like, is that, are those kind of comments, I know it's not in music, but does that kind of tick you off? Absolutely. Okay. I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, there are other things that are more interesting. And every, a lot of people that say that, too, haven't even read the book, <laughs> which That's it's fair. like, I don't get it. Uh, I like understand what you're talking about, please. Otherwise, don't talk about it. Yeah. I yeah. I liked it. It was just it was like also that's completely the, not the 1984 sex. because they just didn't have food because yeah. it was the Soviet <laughs> Union and they didn't have money because it was the Soviet Union. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a good time. I mean, I I don't know. I don't mind it. But now now I'm kind of interested. Animal uh, Animal Farm though. Animal Farm, animal Farm slaps. Yeah, that's, that's a great a, book. It's a great book. No complaints on that one. No that complaints, no disagreements. We can move on cuz it's too boring cuz we agree on it. <laughs> What do you think of Tangerine Warrior? Because it was my favorite track. I don't think I liked that one a ton because... I, I thought it was very cool in the tone and style, and I thought it was dynamic. I thought it was great that he added piano and bass finally because the entire <laughs> album so far had just been a lot of, like, guitar, uh, you know, mumbling around. And it was really cool that he added piano and bass. The problem was his production was just not very good because he isn't used to mixing those. So he didn't, it seemed like when he added them in, he was like, oh, this is a good idea. I'm going to add them in. And he just thought he could do the same thing that he does with guitar on every other instrument in existence. And <laughs> it, it just doesn't work very well. Uh, he definitely needs practice uh, mixing just other instruments because he's very good at one specific style. But as soon as he starts expanding out, it just doesn't really work as well. What do you think you'd give this like out of 10? Or actually, no. Somebody, other people do out of ten. Out of five, we're cool like that. Oh. What would you give it out of five? Here's a little hint: if you go like three point five times two, that's a seven out of ten. Just for reference, wow. everybody. Maybe yeah. we should just do the whole numbers, so just then it's don't. harder decision. No, no. <laughs> Sometimes you can't do that. That's okay. I'm gonna do the whole number anyway. Okay. Three. 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 Ooh. It was just above average. Um. I would probably give it. 2.5 but if we're going whole numbers i might be leaning closer to that too honestly yeah but mm. yeah 
not learning how to round properly, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> no, but here's my philosophy with rating, thing, <laughs> rating things out of five. Here's my... <laughs> That's just stupid. Here's my philosophy of rating things out of five. You got, like, you got 0. 0.5, right? Yes. Garbage. Shouldn't exist. You got one, which is just like, oh, it's just really bad. You got one and a half, which is like, this is just bad. Just solidly bad. You got two, that's bad. Two and a half is just like, meh. Three is decent. Three and a half is good. Uh, four is like, great. pretty good. Great, yeah. Uh, four and a half is like, fantastic. It's maybe missing like, one element or like, the feel that you kind of need for a five. Like, it's super good. Yeah. And then a five, five is obviously. like, I couldn't imagine it any other way. Exactly. Yeah. Like I couldn't have done it better myself. That's kind of how I would do it. But. I definitely probably couldn't get a four uh, <laughs> if I was to make a lot of this stuff. So, <laughs> Yeah. I'd probably give it a, a two and a half out of five. That, yeah. That, that's kind I, of um, Well, gone. we were pretty similar then. I thought it was a little better than in the two range just because it seemed, uh, it seemed like it had a lot of feeling to it, you know? And it just seemed like he really put a lot of himself into it, even if himself wasn't super interesting it did it did seem very inspired and i really liked it um in terms of that respect it just didn't seem polished enough i yeah i agree with the polishing part that's probably what 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 kills it for me it was probably never even really gonna hit like unless there was a kind of more of a a climax or like a general tone and mood throughout the well, entire it is project really short it is really it short. It is. Re- it's not like How it's... How long is it? 20, 25 minutes. Yeah, it's, very, it's short. very short. It's not like it's meant to be leading up to some hour and a half long double album conclusion or anything. Yeah. It's meant to be like, hey, here's a few cool ideas. And that's why it's a side project, too. And I think it does a good job of that. This is a fine album. Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's a... It's a pretty yeah, standard if, conclusion. If that's what he was trying to do, then hats off to... Hats off to... Hats off to Jonathan Lean Doer. It's, it's Young Lean. Young Lean. All right. <laughs> Next. Next. Shelter Island Heights. Shelter Scott James. Shelter Island Heights. Oh, yeah. Those vocals are pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> yeah. What did you think? Okay. This is also so, another EP. It's not another EP, but this, this one's also fairly short. This like one's an, this minutes. one's a direct EP, and yeah. it is like twenty minutes again. So we can't rate it off of giant conceptual <laughs> like ideas because it's an EP. It's yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it has a lot of jazz influence, which I love. I love the chord changes. Uh, he throws in some like key changes in there, and a yeah. bunch of like weird seventh ninth chords i i think i heard a 13th in there at one point which i was like that's a spicy chord you know that's a cool one i really definitely the most interesting part was the um modal changes he was using like by a wide margin it was just so jazzy this kind of reminded me a lot of it kind of made me think of Billie eilish for a lot of it i think interesting in the particular style and it was just like the instrumental was very like mellow, but it almost felt kind of constricted, which is something I like about Billie Eilish. I actually can't believe I'm talking about Billie Eilish right now. But <laughs> something that I like about Billie Eilish's music is it kind of feels constricted and it kind of feels like you're listening to it through a wall. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's like a layer of separation between you and the music, not in like a bad sense, but simply through like the feeling of it all. I felt the exact same about this almost the entire time, which I I personally really like that. It was just very pretty sounding, and the guy's voice doesn't sound like Billie Eilish, but it sounds like similar effects sometimes to what Billie Eilish does on some of her songs, but 
I didn't hate it. It definitely is not as bad vocally as Nectar. That's oh that's no, for sure. He, he's a very good vocalist. Honestly, yeah. the falsetto it doesn't sound weak at all, which is how a lot of falsettos sound. You know, they sound like this tiny little child like screaming into the abyss but it didn't sound like that at all he had he had a very yeah. solid falsetto falsetto is hard yeah it's very pretty i thought the whole thing was honestly like i thought it was gorgeous it was easier for me to get through the nectar oh sure. definitely <laughs> even uh, though they're about the same in length and everything i think if there's anything to say it i i was sitting at desk listening to this like with the speaker and no one even mentioned it. So that's how easy listening it is. Wow. It can be background music <laughs> and no one mentions it. So that's good. Nice. Yeah. I, I mean, if you're going for that, which he definitely is. Yeah. This kind of style, uh, easy listening puts it good. This kind of style of like kind of almost like kind of an ambient thing going on. at the, But there's still like drums and there's some, there's multiple like instruments being used. This style of music. I don't know if I could take this for like a full length album, like for oh. something like 40, 50 minutes, like the same it's, thing. It's not too interesting long. enough. It's not. Know. But I think the 20 minute time span is oh, like, I think it's perfect. perfect. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't run too long. It, at the end, I'm still wanting more, which is exactly what you want. You know? Yeah. You want to be like, Hey, this is pretty good. Yeah. It kind it. of reminds me, not the same style. Lowell? It does. Oh. Did you like see where I was punching in like the little buttons? No, and you're, like, I That's saw, a C, I saw the color scheme of the album and the, oh. Carrie and Lowell has such a distinct cover. Yeah. It does remind me a bit of that. Not really. It is not nearly as emotional. It's not, it's not, but like kind of... Carrie the... and Lowell is the most depressing <laughs> album ever, but it's so good. Yeah. Shelter Island Heights, I love the chords. Um, I Honestly, he's really skilled. It actually reminded me a lot of Thundercat. I don't know Ooh. if you've listened to much Thundercat, but... I think I've it, listened to that one album. Thundercat, his vocals are not as good as Scott James's. He definitely can't hit the notes as well. And though he isn't a great bass player, of course, he's unbelievably good as oh, a yeah. bass player. Um, he's on uh, one of the Kendrick Lamar songs on... To pimp a butterfly. Yeah, he's on a lot of, a lot oh, of really? Kendrick stuff. Yeah, I, I saw mean, him he's like just such a good bass player. Then, what really? What did you think of like the theme, like throughout the whole album with the islands and water? Um, you know, like the co the cover is like a flower person on a dock. The cover is the most indie looking cover in the world, and it it's really kind of kind of fun. Might have been what caught my eye there. Um, I think. I didn't even really think about that. Like, what imagery pops in my head when I was listening to it? Honestly, the cover did. Like, kind of like at a beach, but it's kind of one of those beaches where there's still green plant life on the beach. You what know what I mean? It's not just sand. What it reminded me of, I, I've spent a lot of summers in Idaho, in northern Idaho, and it's very hot there, very green. It's very similar to where we are, Oregon, in general, except it's a lot hotter mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. summer. And we spent a lot of time in, like, vacation houses next to... You know, just big rivers, like these enormous rivers and lakes, because there's so many up there. And it just reminded me of that exact vibe of just, you know, sitting in like a rowboat on this weird Idaho river that, you know, there's yeah. not a lot going on. And it's great. Yeah, I, it's peaceful. It's a good time. It sounded good. What would you give this one out of five, considering it's an EP, etc.? I thought this was a bit better. Again, because it's an EP, I can't rate it super highly compared to like big concept albums that you know completely redefine things but i did think it was really solid i'd say it's like a 3.5 
I agree. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's definitely like it's just good to listen to. Um, it's not extremely like breathtaking or mind blowing or anything, but it whatever it does, it does it well. It does sound very nice. Yeah, I liked it. I had a good time. I was I was pleasantly surprised. Not really expecting to be blown away, and then I wasn't blown away, but I was. I had a good time. <laughs> oh, there was one line I want to mention, though, that I really, really liked. One particular lyric was, uh, forgive me from turning, I sleep on my side. Ooh. Which is so smart. That is pretty good. I was like, oh, wow, I, I really like that line. And that's that's basically it for Shelter Island Heights. Pretty yeah. good album. Yeah. Had a good time. Had a good time. Year of the Snitch, Year which the I snitch. listened to because pilot episode, everybody. I had not heard it yet. I had heard Bottomless Pit and Money Store and uh, Bryson over here talking about accidentally blasting Year of the Snitch in the library. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, oh, man, if you're going to listen to this in a library, it's got to mean something. So I try it out, and I really liked it. So good. I think it's better than Money Store. I think Woo! it's better than every other Death Grips oh, album. Oh, sweet. I thought we were going to fight. Oh, man. No, it's incredible. <laughs> it's by far my favorite. The only problem with Year of the Snitch is so you far. tell people that it's your favorite, and people are like, oh, just like the new stuff, huh? And it's like, oh, my God, <laughs> get over yourself. I like the jazzy stuff. I love how it's so much more dynamic than a lot of the Agreed other Agreed extremely strongly. And I've only listened to two other ones, but I still agree with that. Yeah. Like, it flows so much. Like, uh, I don't know if you've listened to No Love Deep Web, but No Love Deep Web it has this whole vibe throughout the whole album of, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it has a lot of these um, heavy bass lines throughout, like, the whole thing. It It's very one-dimensional in just its style. Whereas Year of the Snitch felt much more like a musical statement. It was going through ebbs and flows. It felt like a roller coaster rather than just like a falling off a cliff. I agree. It was, it was an, it felt, I think my, I, 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 I biffed my thoughts on Death Grips in the pilot. So maybe we should just never show the pilot. We just talk about the pilot this much and then just never really reveal it. But when I, like, Death Grips, I think my issue, especially maybe with Money Store, is that, like, I love the big blasting noise in your face and in your ears stuff, but at the same time, something that wasn't my favorite was just how much of that noise was electronic. And it was so much like... <laughs> just so much of that. And I think there's, like, a limit I hit. Like, blasting noise in your face and ears, I love that stuff, but, like, you gotta have some variety, which I think is why you're of the snitch... It's so much better in my opinion. Well, what do you think about like black paint with those guitars? The it's good. It's catchy. It's better. Uh, Death Grips Online, I think, the the first song, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. And then Ha Ha Ha, like you said. Ha Ha Ha. Oh, man. Little that, Richard. And honestly, Ooh. the entire album. Ooh. That rate it right now. Five out of five, baby. That's by far the best Death Grips album. It's it's fantastic. Four and a half, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a four. I'll have to listen to it again. But I really liked it. I listened to it twice and I loved it. Um, I couldn't imagine yeah. it being any other way. It's literally like the first thing I think of, whereas yeah. I think of the peak of Death Grips is yeah. absolutely your I really like, it's, 
some of the one of the things I like about Death Grips in general is it's kind of like it's music that you can listen to as you're progressively going insane, and so it's very primal. It, yeah, at some points, you know, it sounds like you have a drill that's getting stuck into your skull, and it's kind of <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's why I really liked your the snitch the the first listen. The second listen, I kind of noticed more of the instrumental stuff they're doing. I was like, whoa, wait, there's like cool stuff here too. Like there's not only just like music to murder people too, but there's also music to, to, to sit back and ponder your mistakes in life too. But not in like a melancholy way, like ponder it as in like a, oh, I'm I'm not a good person kind of feeling. <laughs> It's it's a very pri- <laughs> Death Grips is very primal, yeah. and this album, you're the snitch. Slaps. It takes it in a more intellectual area. I love in the album cover. I hated it the first time I looked at it. I was like, that's so gross. And then I listened to the album. Like there couldn't have been a better album. Cover yeah, it for this. fits like, it perfect. It fits it perfectly. Bottomless pit. Like that's kind of a wacky album cover. It's like it just looks like two white balloons to get, and then you see like a creepy little like meh, 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 like smile peeking through <laughs> and you're like yeah, okay all right but yeah you're the snitch had a great time um yeah it's it a good time <laughs> i wish i listened to it sooner i wish i had listened to that rather first no not that i'd never wish listen to the other ones it's, it's I definitely wish, not yeah. very representative of the rest of death grips but it's i not, think it's fantastic i almost think it's a little bit more i don't want to say chill but it is like maybe more accessible Wow, really? I think it's a lot less accessible really? if you okay. aren't into jazz and things like that. Where oh, yeah, I guess. If you're more into the the heavier hip-hop type of style, it's definitely not that. Okay, because I was about to say, like, Money Store took me, like, a sec to get into. Yeah, um, You're the snitch. I was instantly, like, on board. Money yep. Store, I was like, all right, I mean, I could see why people like this. It's just a lot of, like... I'm going to do more. Like there's this. You're actually kind of right about that. It does. Yeah. It does have quite a bit of the pewy pews. Yeah. And then those aren't my favorite, but I still like the album a bit, a lot. Not a bit, a lot. A lot of it. Uh, <clears throat> I like it. It, it is good. Please don't kill me. <laughs> I like the year of the snitch better. <laughs> oh man. I have a topic. It's, strike me with this topic. Favorite Beatles album? Whoa, I did not see this coming. Um, oh man. Um, ah, d- if I say Abbey Road, then I'm a normie. Abbey? No, I, really? The, the normie Sergeant Pepper's it is absolutely. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Sergeant Pepper's do be quite good though. With a little help from my friends. A day in the life. When I'm 64. <laughs> a day in the life. Oh, when I'm 64 is amazing. Oh, for the benefit of Mr. Kite? For the benefit, for the benefit of, Mr. of Mr. Kite. There will be a show tonight on trampolines. I had a friend when I was much younger who, I think there's this movie that was like the Beatles movie, but it's not yesterday. I think Across the Universe. Have you ever heard of that? I have not. It's it's kind of There's whack. a lot of Beatles movies. Yeah. They do this whole number with For the Benefit of Mr. Kite where it's just really, really, really creepy. And my friend who was much younger, he like he loved it. Which was like, and then me as a younger kid, I was like, this looks weird. I don't like it. Get it away from me. <laughs> and then now I'm like, this is cool. Also, the song slaps. Um, but I, I might so say Abbey Road. I like the other ones, but Abbey Road I love because there's, not because of the songs that are popular, like Come Together is, I honestly, the same way. Well, you have the end. Oh, yeah. the Yeah. Oh, yeah. The ending is, whew, wow. I listening think, through that album is like. 
Whoa. It is very nice. It's very pleasant. When it finally gets to that track, you're just kind of like awestruck. In yeah. A way. I really like off of this. Obviously, I like something a lot. The song something. Oh, yeah. Come Together, I don't like that much. I, Whoa. The same way that you feel about Hey Jude is how I feel about Come Together. Yeah, it did get back with the, the bass boom when everyone was getting into bass for some reason. <laughs> that, that song got very heavily played for some reason. I don't know. Uh, as a bass player, I have been assaulted many <laughs> a time with being told to play Come Together. Yeah, but Maxwell's Silver Hammer is amazing. So that's literally like the worst no. Beatles song. What? Maxwell's Silver Hammer? Like that's one of the worst ones. That song How? was How? one of the biggest roles in breaking them up too. Really? Yeah, because of Paul McCartney. He really wanted to put the song in and everyone else thought it was dumb as hell. It's hilarious, and it sounds really good. It, it's 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 so good. What? The entire story is so stupid. I think we're talking about two different songs, because there's no. no way we're both talking about Maxwell Silverhammer. Maxwell Silverhammer is one of the worst no. Beatles songs, period. You know what? You know what? Octopus's Garden. No, I didn't like it. Whoa! I didn't like it. Octopus's I didn't like it. Garden is one of the best Ringo songs. How? How on earth? One of the best Ringo songs, okay. dude. All right. One There's of the so few Ringo songs. One of the best Ringo songs, but Beatles songs? No. That, I, that no. I did not like, I mean, Oh, well, I it's can definitely not it. like a great Beatles song or it's, anything. It's a no. Ringo tune. Oh, Oh, Darling. That's, That's a great one. <laughs> I mean, I have no complaints there, but, but Maxwell's, Maxwell's Silver, Silver Hammer is, is so good. Is not good, though, because it's just, bang, it's bang, bang, Maxwell. Your your impersonations (laughs) of Paul McCartney are not going to help you. (laughs) Maxwell Silverhammer. Paul McCartney sound like this. It's the most baseless like song, and it doesn't mean anything. It's just stupid. It reminds me of uh, like Freddy Krueger, where it's like, hey. This there was a bad guy, and that's the entire story. It's <laughs> kind of a good fuck. No, but Maxwell's. I mean, okay, I agree that I know I'm usually the type of person who's like things have to have deep meanings for me to like them. But the, it just sounds fun. It's just a silly song. It's not one of the best it's Beatles. The most songs. generic Paul McCartney no! tune, and it just makes me angry. I am, I'm like Paul. I am why angry. did you do this? I am angry. Why now. you put this on that album? It's amazing. I love all Paul, it reminds me I mean because it was just basically Paul McCartney and you can totally hear it because it sounds exactly like his solo stuff later on which some of his solo stuff I loved but some of it sounds exactly like Maxwell's Silver Hammer where it's like this is completely meaningless he literally was just like spitting out he's random having a good time. melodies because he's, he's a, a melody making machine and then that's all he did why do we have to to shoot down his fun he's having a good time I'm having a good time he might be you having know- a good time but he's definitely not giving me a good time <laughs> I'll tell you what. There's that VeggieTales quote. You roll your dice, you move your mice, nobody gets hurt. <laughs> That's my philosophy with this. <laughs> He's having a good time. I'm having a good time. He took no risks. On. He didn't roll any dice. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to deny that, but <laughs> it's a great, it just sounds good. It sounds good. It's a pleasant, funny song. I have a laugh. <laughs> I roll my dice and I move my mice. And nobody gets hurt. There we go. Paul McCartney. I'm getting hurt right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. <laughs> mean Mr. Mustard is one of the goofiest songs. Agreed. Ever written by John Lennon. I don't like Mean Mr. Mustard. Because I really like The Sun King. 
Oh, well, yeah. I love the Sun King, and then I'm like, oh, what a great song. Let me go and rewind. And then it takes a second for my phone to open up so I can rewind, and boom, Mean Mr. Mustard comes on and ruins my day with just Mean Mr. Mustard. I'm like, ah, come on, calm down. Let's just listen to Maxwell Silverhammer. Well, do you know the story behind that? I actually don't. It's literally named after like a homeless guy who (laughs) had these attributes. (laughs) That's great. Let's talk about the real best Beatles album, the White Album. Oh, there it is. There it is. I agree. It got cut out, but he said this was actually his favorite album. So I guess his second favorite's Abbey Road. This, it's, but what I don't understand is if you like Maxwell's Silver Hammer so much, how do you like the White Album? Because half of the White (laughs) Album is complete nonsense. Like, it's my favorite. (laughs) It is by no way the Beatles' best album. Okay, all right, all right. We, the reason I love it is, so usually songs, I mean, albums that don't have like a overarching concept each song individually has to be like very good on its own in order for the entire album to kind of sum up like a general like this is a good album not like it's a collection of songs that maybe don't have a general overarching story or theme but all the songs are good this is an example i think of that where you have back in the ussr which is just really catchy it's such a great start. dear prudence your prudence is lovely one of, is an incredible it's song. amazing glass, glass onion, onion is fun Mwah. Obladi Oblada, oh. overplayed, overplayed. Yeah, okay. Wild, wild honey, honey pie, pie sucks. Garbage. Trash. Ew. Boo. Get that out of my this face. This one's getting played right now. Have oh. a listen for yourself. No, no, the poor viewers. No. My condolences, everybody. My the condolences. continuing story of Bungalow Bill. Oh, oh, boo. That was a farting noise. There's so in many bad. The didn't pick and then up. while my guitar gently weeps. <laughs> oh, oh, incredible. So good. Why didn't they let George write more songs? <laughs> because then he could do Here Comes the Moon later. And that song also slaps. Why didn't they Whoa. let George do what he wanted? Because they're a bunch of losers. Seriously. Until happiness is a warm gun. So good. Bah, 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 bah. So good. I mean, there's so many, like, absolute hits on oh, this album. And Martha, then complete my failures. Martha, my dear, is incredible. Oh, I cry. I'm so tired. tired. I cry. Blackbird, Blackbird overplayed because of Boss Baby, but I understand because Boss Baby also slaps. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> it ironically slaps, but at the same time, if you really dig down deep and you think about Boss Baby, it's an extremely well-paced children's animated movie that is not only entertaining for children. <laughs> We're going to have to talk but about this some alike. other time. <laughs> A whole episode dedicated to Boss Baby. <laughs> I haven't seen the second one, so I'm, I'm a little bit of a fake fan, but I had a good time with the first one. Anyways. Yeah, sure the Boss Baby fandom's really going <laughs> to yeah. come after you. Piggies is so much fun to Piggies. play on the drums. Piggies Woo! is cool. Rocky, Rocky Raccoon, Raccoon, my favorite Beatles song. Whoa. Yeah, my favorite Beatles song. There isn't an ounce of doubt or fear in me saying these words. It oh is amazing. Goodness. It's a short, lovely story about a little raccoon guy that gets shot and then reads the Bible. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? I have a good time. You roll your dice, you move your mice, nobody gets hurt, right? I love Rocky Raccoon. It's also a lot of fun to play um, 
on the guitar. There's so many times where I'm like at camps and everything, and there's people that have like guitars, and I usually have my ukulele because I'm a, a, a sub musician, mm. and because playing the drums is kind of boring sometimes. The song, it's just a fun song. I, Rocky Raccoon is my favorite Beatles song. It's easily the Beatles song I've listened to the most. Don't pass me by. It's good. It's great. It's great. That's a good track. Why don't we, Why don't do, we do it, it in, in the row? row. <laughs> Lame. Get it out of here. What do you mean, lame? <laughs> it's great. That's a, how, that's a fun one. How can you say that? Why don't we do it in the road? Is good, and yet, and yet, because um, it's only a minute and forty one seconds. Okay, you win this round. <laughs> I will. Yeah, lovely. Great. Julia. Julia. Mm. Great. So good. Birthday. Birthday. Don't care. Yeah. I'm your blues. Your blues. Don't care. <laughs> Mother's, Mother's nature's, nature's son. son. I actually don't I, remember. I don't remember this one at all. Probably, no, probably not good. It's yeah. not liked on my Spotify. Everybody's got something to hide except me and my monkey is a stellar <laughs> track. <laughs> I don't remember what it sounds. Oh, I don't remember what it sounds like. Everybody's but... got something to hide except for me and my monkey. Yeah, I probably didn't like it. <laughs> Sexy, Sexy Sadie, Sadie is so good. I love sexy. Helter Skelter is maybe the most ahead of its ahead of its time, like track I love out it. of the Beatles discography. It's so good. Long, I mean, long, it's long? so oh, Helter sorry, Skelter. Sorry. We stay on Helter Skelter. Of bad. course, we stay on Helter Skelter. <laughs> I mean, listen to any other song from this time period. Helter Skelter literally sounds like it invented metal. It's so weird. I really like Helter Skelter. I. I mean, I love it. the only thing that's like comparable is Led Zeppelin, right? It's, yeah. It's definitely a very important track. I mean, the White Album's filled with tracks like this oh, where, yeah. you know, you have all sorts of stuff where it's like, oh, here's some really crazy idea that we just threw in there. And, you know, it might be surrounded by a bunch of mediocre and bad tracks, but it doesn't matter because some of them are just so great. Yeah, they're like undeniably incredible. Long, long, long. I don't actually remember what that sounds like, but yeah. I didn't have it liked. Uh, Revolution? Revolution 1. Woo! Revolution, like Revolution One, yeah. the much better of the revolutions. Yeah, there's Revolution One and Revolution Nine. I wonder what, what happened to the other seven. But... Honey Pie, <laughs> the much better version honey... of Wild Honey Pie. Oh, it's so good. I don't know why it's so they good have on the Honey U. Pie and Wild Honey Pie, and Wild Honey Pie is complete <laughs> trash, and Honey Pie is just kind of fun. Yeah, I have no idea. Either. I I don't know what was going through their head. Also, making an hour thirty minute long album. You, you really got to wonder why. Honestly, they just threw like random tracks. This is a bunch of independent artists that all compiled their songs onto one album. Mm. And I mean, that's literally just what it is. And yeah, they just played each other's fun. songs. And, you know, it may be such a torn album because of that. Like it doesn't sound cohesive at all, but that gives it its own cohesiveness. Yeah. I love Honey Pie. It's a lot of fun to play on the ukulele, I think, too. I used to play it because, like, you, the chord changes is very quick. And it it also just, like, it, it felt like it was made for the ukulele. It was made to be played on the uke. Cowboy so, Truffle. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> cry Baby Cry is underrated. I don't have it liked on my Spotify, and I don't 100% remember what it sounds like. I'm so sorry. But we can talk about Revolution, Revolution 9, 9, baby. The eight-minute-long behemoth that is Revolution 9. The behemoth that is made up of almost nothing. An absolute a vacuum. wild experience. It is not a wild experience. <laughs> it's a boring experience. And I love ambient music, like Brian Eno and everything. Brian Eno's so good. I love that. And then you just have Revolution 9, where it's like, I 
do not care. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't know why it exists. It's just a complete blank space on the album, and it's the second to last track. It's like, oh, you really led up to eight minutes of nothingness? <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's kind of like my thoughts on remote control. It wasn't a song that was meant to be good, <laughs> I think. I think they were like, they were in the studio and they're like, this sounds really bad, you guys. We shouldn't put this on. <laughs> Number Our <nine>. album. <laughs> Number nine. <laughs> We should put this on our album that has other legendary songs like Rocky Raccoon. <laughs> and Helter Skelter. And Helter Skelter. Back in the USSR. Dear Prudence. Happiness is a warm gun. Julia. <laughs> like, I... Uh, Sexy Sadie. <laughs> what have you done? Uh, good night. I don't remember right. what that sounds like. I'm sorry, it's, everybody. It's not a very interesting ending. Yeah. But, man, is it a character... Like, it's such a heavy character album. Like, the entire album has such a character to it, even if it's not very enjoyable, like, half the time. Yeah. Like, literally, half the songs are not very good, which yeah. is I, hilarious. I'd say maybe a third of the songs are not very good. Well, but you also have Wild Honey Pie, which... You know, that's part of the third. That's part of the it's third. It's 53 seconds of just about the worst musical experience. <laughs> it's just awful. I don't know why they put this on the album. Uh. <laughs> but, you know, listening through, it's so interesting. Like, there's never a moment where I'm not glued to the album besides Revolution 9. Yeah. Which is eight minutes of that. absolute nothingness. Again, you know, I don't know why I like this album so much. <clears throat> Reading it out, I like it a lot. I love honestly, it. Honestly, I can't justify it because a lot of the stuff on here, I just straight up think is bad. I think there's so many classics, and I think there was one summer, it was during the quarantine summer, and I would just be like kind of drumming on my lonesome because I didn't have nobody else to drum with. And I would just like... I don't know why I did this, but I was like, let me make my own beats to songs that don't really have like a drum beat to begin with. So I went to like Piggies, which does have drums in it, but I'd like kind of made my like own thing out of Piggies. And I was like, oh, Rocky Raccoon, the greatest Beatles song of all time comes up next. And then I do this like cool like thing with the hi-hats and like the um, snare, which I guess is like every drum song you do something with the hi-hat and snare. You get my point. I was like messing around and stuff. Don't pass me by doing stuff there. It was like a three track run where I'm like guaranteed to like experiment with new kind of drum beats and stuff, which I think is cool about the Beatles is it's kind of like, not to say the Beatles are the standard, but they create these songs that you can work off of yourself to make them better, which is kind really? of fun. Yeah. No, I, I is it just because they're old and now we have like a lot of stuff that we can Maybe. do on top of them. The, are just, you know, newer. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't think anybody denies that the drumming on a lot of Beatles songs well, it's are Ringo. a little, a little, uh, not, not well, they're incredible. just uneventful. Like Agreed, Ringo didn't yeah. want to take away from anything else. Yeah. Which is honestly a pretty good characteristic because there's some annoying drummers really out there. Really good for a drummer. Yeah. For, yeah. Like if he was a vocalist that did that, it would be a little odd <laughs> or like a solo guitarist. It would be like, huh? Yeah. But, uh, Ringo, I mean, he was a very cohesive drummer. You know, he didn't really add a lot. Yeah. but he did support everyone yeah well. and it allows people who i think want to play with other songs to kind of mess around more maybe i'm just speaking as a person who plays the drums but whenever like i want to like try around with new beats on four four time or six eight time i always just hop to a beatles song i have like a song progressing in my head that i like and there's not a lot of drums here i can add my own stuff to see like what works and i have a good time with it that yeah. is something i did with the white album a lot 
And I think it just holds a special place in my heart. Is it probably, like, a technically extremely good album? I don't think so. Again, like, you're right. Like, a third of the songs are considerably subpar. Um, <laughs> Some of them are borderline unlistenable. <laughs> um, but there's so many just good individual tracks that are just amazing. Yeah. Undeniably great. So it might be the white album. That's, well, that's definitely the one I've listened to the most as well, easily, yeah. so... Solid album. Have you listened to Emotion by Carly Rae Jepsen? Oh, no, I haven't. No, I okay. haven't. I wasn't ready for that, but I am ready for Bus Driver. I just hit a hold your hand when you die and a shoulder around the mansion every place is putting money lumps in my bloody stump and the bull have a spot in the perfect circle. Not in your sleep with a sky at your feet. I'll treat you when you have your own event and you will find peace. How did you do it? I don't know. I'm okay. Every person I know is a secret story agent. Temporary oh, forever, yes. baby. Okay. We won. We did it. We won, people. <laughs> we not, did not it. Yet. Not yet. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, actually, honestly, like overall, pretty positive experience. Um, bus driver, underground rapping. Extraordinary. Ex- <laughs> I was about to say legend. I was like, well, not many people know him. So is that legend? But um, <laughs> Well, he's a legend in the underground community. Okay, yeah. I, I had a good time. I honestly... When I was heading into this, I was recommended the album Temporary Forever, 2002. Guys, yes. Hour Anyone who listens to Bus Driver, yes, I know Temporary Forever is a boring suggestion. It's such a good album. General audiences can actually enjoy (laughs) it. That's my justification for recommending Temporary (laughs) Forever. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually... I liked it. Here's here's my description. I thought I had a fairly decent analogy for this. Temporary Forever is like eating a really good sandwich, but the sandwich is constantly falling apart. It's so, a reality sandwich. Yeah. Oh, a reality sandwich that's constantly falling apart. So you have to like keep on like sometimes you got to press the meat and cheese back in. Sometimes like, oh, the mustard like pop through the bread a bit. And it's like, you know, it's. <laughs> It's very sloppy. It is like insanely sloppy and chaotic of an album. Oh, yeah. But it's a lot of fun. And a lot of it sounds really good. I listened to it only twice. Most people are like, what? You listen to anything more than once? You're crazy. But, I mean, you know, I want to get the full experience. Oh, definitely. I've listened to this album. There was a period in my life where I basically only listened to this album for like four weeks straight. Wow. Wow. I could not do that, but... Um, because once at least for me (laughs) once i heard it i was like there's nothing else like this you know i couldn't find anything else like this that is that's fair there's not a lot i couldn't really think of a ton that attributed to kind of this style of music which is kind of neat it's like it's very fun and it's he's doing i think is it is it new aquarium or imaginary places where he's matching the rhythm of, of the box sample of which he raps with like the flute. Yeah, that's a box sample. It's oh. Badinary oh. by Bach. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, that's really cool. Anyways, and I always thought it was cool. Is like just want to be there when you die. And I'm like that. That's like at first I was like it's kind of cringe, but then the second time around I was like this is actually the more you think about it, this is super impressive. This is unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like how do you how much practice? To pull something like that off and how precise, like each syllable and beat has to match up with the flute. The amount of talent is kind of crazy. When when did his last album come out? Um, yeah, I think it was twenty seventeen. Oh 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 oh! We have a well, twenty twenty. No, release. that's the that's the deluxe version oh. of the same. Oh, twenty eighteen. We 2018, have twenty eighteen. Yeah, 
An hour and 22 minutes. That's a, there's a reason I didn't recommend that album as a first listen. It's a lot of album. There's, there's a lot going on and electricity is on our side. Um, it's, it's very good, but it's not something I would listen to until you get more into bus driver because it basically tells a whole life story of bus driver. Um, Oh, that's actually kind of cool. That's neat. Now, Temporary Forever. What was your favorite track off it? Because I actually think a lot of albums die off as they go on. Agreed. I think this album improves a lot. Agreed strongly. I honestly, I wasn't, uh, I probably, did I mention this before? I wasn't crazy about it when I was first starting it. You know, yeah. like I was like, but oh, I, just the about songs around the end, it leads into this like style and unique kind of flavor that. The songs at the end, I think, are better than at the beginning. It just oh, I, sounds better. I totally better. agree. They're a lot more lame at the beginning. Like, yeah. it's almost like he was... Well, I know exactly what he was doing. I can I can theorize. Because his first album is crazy. I mean, the entire album... It's If you thought this was crazy, it's nothing compared to his first album. So I think for this first, like, section, he was trying to be more open and accessible. And then he just kind of couldn't do it anymore and started <laughs> drifting away again yeah. at the end. Uh, and that's how you end up with stuff like uh, Jazz Fingers. Jazz Reality. Fingers is probably my favorite. It's so good. It was my ringtone for a long time. Uh, jazz Fingers is so good. Imaginary Places, I think, is what hooked me. I, oh. I listened to New Aquarium. I was like, all right, all right. I get, I get, I, I, it's a fun little intro. Yeah, I get what he's going for. Um, but then Imaginary Places comes in, and I'm like, ooh. This is this is something to like. Unplanned Parenthood. Idle chatter. Idle chatter. Mm. That bass line. So good. Um, and then Gun comes Control. In. Gun Control. Mind Crossings <laughs> is a jam. Mind Crossings is most definitely when a jam. You cross my mind. You when guys look both ways. My mind. <laughs> and his vocals. I mean, they are. They're silly as balls. They're but I love so them. crazy. And it's so fun listening to him just speak normally because he just has a very normal voice. But then when he goes into rap mode, oh my goodness, it's like everything changes and he gets this super nasally, really cutting voice. Like he can rap over just about any instrumental and fits it perfectly because his vocals just cut through every mix ever. Yeah. He sometimes sounds like Danny Brown at some parts because of the... Yeah, but this came out in 2002. And he did that back in like 1999 too, off his first album, probably before that. Got him. It's not a voice he's putting on. That's just what he sounds like. Yeah. Wow. Driver's Manual is a funny track because <laughs> it's a skit, right? But yeah. It's fully improved. And what's so strange about Driver's Manual, Milo, like I was talking about, one of his big like heroes was Bus Driver. And man, can you tell, because he takes actually a lot of like lyrics, he lifts them from Driver's Manual, which I think is really funny because it's so underground, almost no one gets the reference. Like on Genius, it's not logged or anything. He can get away with it too. Well, he's not stealing it, he's just referencing him, but no one gets the references except for like 50 people. Yeah. Like, and particularly this album, Stylin' Under Pressure too. like he uses a line off of that, which is another like skit where he pulls up to a think it's a carl's jr and yes oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> the orders in rhyme that was amazing <laughs> that was amazing the truth of spontaneous human combustion oh yes i had a good time uh opposable thumbs i liked it opposable liked thumbs it. is so funny it might be my favorite track off the entire album really it's making it's Jazz literally fingers. just making fun of himself because it's making fun <laughs> of like spoken word artists and things yeah 
and it's just legendary. I mean, the lyrics are so funny. Man, um, I need I need to read more into these lyrics. I honestly was just impressed by the instrumental and like the flow he has when going forth with these songs is just really impressive. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm figures. I'm gonna read some of my favorite ones off because they're they're kind of Do awesome. It. I go to every poetry reading wearing my dashiki and kufi. And when all the OGs are leaving, then I scoop my weekly booty from women who are subdued by the left-wing liberal gibble-gabble for the minimalist coffee shop leading frivolous civil battles. <laughs> like, he has such a vocabulary. I loved the the scoop my booty. That that really does express his uh, You'll be eating narcissists range. and bags of multigrain bread. Man. Deep. Oh, deep so something to think about <laughs> like there's so much in here the lyrics are just so hilarious and clever at the same time and yeah. it's because he comes from those exact circles so he knows exactly what all of this is it's neat jazz fingers and obviously reality sandwich i think the last two post-apocalyptic recluse has this weird artifact where it's just like six minutes of silence after the track yeah what was that about i don't know what that's about i think it was just an artifact from the production all right it's really weird i don't know why it's there wrong route i don't know what did you think about temporary forever i don't think it's bus driver's best album but it's definitely his most accessible Uh, i had a good time uh it's fun it's neat there's a there's a lot of stuff that I'm hearing that I haven't heard a ton of other people do do before. Well, so, yeah, and this was done in 2002. Yeah, it's very interesting. No one really exp- pushed hip hop to its limit, especially at this time, the same way Bus Driver has. What would you do for the out of five? Out of five, because I love this album so much, I'd probably give it at least a four, maybe a four and a half. I would either go three and a half to a four i'm feeling i'm that's what i'm feeling had a good time it was fun it was neat and if you like the last few tracks off the album then i can recommend the next really good album of his fear of a black tangent please don't be an hour and a half long this one's an hour long oh man all right i can settle for an hour long all right yeah so there's the there's the next, next album there we go temporary forever temporary forever had a good time had a good time the juicy stuff that I actually did take a lot. I took notes on the other stuff. I took more notes on this stuff. Everywhere at the end of time, backstory moment. I think this became popular in like 2020 during the pandemic. It was like kind of a, like a TikTok thing where people would like use the song as like a, I, I mainly saw it in like Minecraft stuff where it was like, Oh, remember when you used to play Minecraft as a kid and there's like a dog and now you you don't play Minecraft anymore? It's like the burning memory of your childhood basically leaving. Also coming at a pretty thematic time where people are like locked indoors and they can't really do anything. Oh, yeah, I mean, if you have six hours to spare, that's, yeah. the, that's the time where you can watch. <laughs> yeah, there was a challenge, I think, that was like listen to the six-hour song or something like that. And I did not jump on to this trend back then because I didn't have... TikTok because um I'm better. I don't have everybody. TikTok either. Oh. This came out actually before and I was kind of conflicted when you first told me to listen to it. You're like, "You got to check this out. It'll blow your brains apart." And then I was like, "I don't know. 6 and a half hours is a is a lot of 
hours and yeah, a half. Like <laughs> it's you'd, a lot. You have to, to listen with. to six and a half bus driver albums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. But then I decided just I think one I think it was literally the next morning. I was like, all right, here we go. I mean, I I, I woke up at around. <laughs> I know you were you seven. so like maybe I'll listen to this, and then the next day you texted me like, hey, this is great. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> I think at the time I was like I put on the first thing thinking like oh, I'll I'll give this thirty minutes, and then if I don't like it, I'll just leave it alone, which is kind of a pedestrian approach. So my apologies. Ah, oh, man. I listened to that, and then I'm hooked. I was, like, in the morning getting ready for things since I woke up so early. I think it was, like, at about 7 a.m. when I was starting to listen, and it's still kind of dark outside and everything, and my roommate is still asleep. I'm making my bed. I'm eating food. I'm doing everything with, like, this music and, like, this very light crackle going on. The next song, the one after that one, is, like, my personal favorite, like, the... Oh, the keys are just so beautiful. My mind was blown, I think. <laughs> I don't know how else to put this. Everywhere at the end of time just kind of blew my mind. I don't think it... I saw, like, there was a video that was like, this album broke me, or something like that. No, it's not like that. No, it's not. It's just very... Wow. It's just, it's, like, it's just great. There's Honestly, ooh. it barely fits, like, music in a way, because it really transcends it a lot. Uh, yes. It doesn't really need to abide by a lot of rhythm or anything like that. I think probably because of its length, like, it can kind of get away with it because you are sitting there for so long mm-hmm. absorbing this, you know, yeah. sound. Yeah, and in regards to, like, sitting and listening, I know a lot, I know the intention is... Well, actually, I'm not really sure of the intention because the al- the the way that this was released was in like I think six different segments. It, yes, I think that was just because of, of how enormous it was. I don't think he released it in separate segments because he wanted people to listen to it in parts as much as yeah, probably. he just couldn't fit them all into the same segment. He probably also had to get a lot more funding because um, there was so much like production stuff that had to go yeah. into that. I think he redid some of the songs because. Some people say there are samples. If you go and check out the songs he actually samples, a lot of them have words. Yep. Like a lot, and like they don't even use the same instruments. I wouldn't be surprised if he actually got like orchestras together and re like redid the songs to better fit what he was trying to go for, which is really interesting, I think. And I was just, it was crazy. I did, I wasn't like a, a true fan, to be fair. I, I listened to it all in one day. But not all at once, because I, I'm a human being that has classes. It's very stuff to hard, too. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I listened to it in kind of different, like, chunks and segments throughout the day, which almost, I don't want to say it's better, but it made things more interesting. Because I would, like, be listening, and then I'm like, all right, now I'm doing this thing, and then, I'm like, I'm sitting in class now. And I'm experienced real life. I put the headphones back in, and it's, like, fading away. And I'm like, wow. It almost felt like I was losing my memory, which by like the end of more near the end, like I think like stage five or six, it's like it's separated into seven stages, like by five or six. It's unintelligible. I couldn't even remember what the first, like the iconic sound. Of yeah, the, the melody. I couldn't even remember it. I was like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> this is kind of terrifying. <laughs> and I, I'm not sure if that was the intention, but... I think it totally is. I mean, yeah. that's the whole thing is that you just can't remember. Yeah, it's terrifying. It was honestly pretty scary, but it also sounds so nice at the same time. And 
the crackling sound is kind of like listening to something off of like an old speaker, right? But also the crackling kind of reminds me of like fire almost. These memories are just slowly singeing, burning away. It's it's very bizarre. They um it also feels like sometimes you're picking up the memories of the caretaker who's like the if you will protagonist of this whole thing. Um, a person who's just losing their memory, basically. But it feels like you're picking up their memory by the specific feels of the songs. Yeah. Like, the first song, is, it feels like an instance in which this person is sitting down in, like, an old, an old folks' home or something, and then hears this tune on the radio, and then he remembers back. And then the next song is a very, like, a lot more, like, ethereal but beautiful kind of, like, ballroom kind of deal. And you can kind of pick up, like, oh, this would be a memory that is associated with maybe love or maybe... Um, like a I child or something like that, and it all just fades away. It's a classic cliche with, like, The Great Gatsby, if you've ever read that with Nick, how people are like, oh, you're supposed to fill him in with yeah. yourself. And But this time, I think it actually really did it. Um, it's so often that people say that with books, but it's really an excuse for having a character that means nothing. Whereas <laughs> in this case, <laughs> it's it's actually really clever because when you have music used like that, you don't have to craft a story because people will literally craft the story in their own heads. Yeah. You know, I filled it in when I was listening Same. to it with a bunch of my own memories. Yeah, there would, oh, so much of just like kind of these, I don't even know how else to word it. It was just like, there's so much of, yeah, inserting kind of my own thoughts in there and they wouldn't really go away, but it'd make me miss them a lot more which was a very bizarre experience. I would find myself very tired at times. And there was just like a point where I just laid down on my back on a couch and just let the music just kind of take over around like the middle, which is probably honestly my favorite chunk of the entire thing. Not is the, the end. The, oh man, I think during the middle is where I felt like the most emotionally drained in a good way. The ending is insane. And if you just skip to the ending and listen, it's like it doesn't it's do kind it. of underwhelming, but like yep. oh my goodness. You just you just kind of go through and then at the what's your interpretation of the ending? Because I'm Oof. curious. Because I had my own and then I had another one because I listened to it twice actually. And then it's kind of a grim outlook, thought. but I guess you could say death. <laughs> um I mean that would be the most obvious interpretation I could think of. Because the entire album is based on dementia. The only thing that really takes you out of that is death. And in the case of the ending, that's exactly what happens. Yeah, that that could very likely be... Which is a grim outlook, but... I mean, that's probably I, I what it is. I think it's probably yeah. what it is. What I thought it was was like... Have you seen the movie Green Mile? No, no oh, I haven't. Very good. But there is a... Um, there's a scene in the beginning where like this old person sitting in an old folks home and he's thinking back on his life in some regard as like somebody reminds him of something. And then this song comes on on the TV and it's this old, old ballroom kind of song. Um, it is, it's another song used in boss baby, by the way. Mm. Um, nice. what is it? I'm in heaven comes on and he starts to cry. And like, it's like this memory was almost re-sparked how I felt about the ending the first time around was that once like the, kind of choiry kind of vocal stuff come in and like kind of the movements and like the the tapping and all that kind of stuff like you can kind of like hear other people in the room which is terrifying but like you have all that i i thought that was like this guy lost his memory he's sitting alone now 
and he hears something that kind of re-sparks an aspect of his prior life. Oh, that's a lot sweeter than mine. It is, but then it fades away, and then it yeah. like goes into complete silence. So it's like there's like a brief moment of, whoa. It's like they don't know what it represents because they lost the memory, but that is still there. Like the tune, the something of association with that memory is still there and was brought back up, and then it's gone. Yeah. And then I kind of looked more into it because I was like, oh, what are the other people interpretations? And the more most popular one is like death. Yeah. And like the choir stuff represents kind of more like heavenly angels kind of like that's exactly choirs what I thought yeah. singing down. Hoo-wee. I, I for time. the record, I've never looked into any of these interpretations that was based on my own thoughts. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, know. yeah, I, I, I had that thought too around. Because I was like, this is slowly dying out. I imagine also the character is dying too. So yeah, but that's kind of what what I was thinking with that particular part. There is the whole thing made me think of this video game that came out, I think a bit ago. I don't remember the name. I wish I remembered it. But it's the basic concept is that you are a character watching your life unfold through somebody's perspective, and the game somehow catches when you blink. And when you blink, it moves on to the next memory. So your goal oh, is to try to keep yeah. your eyes open as long as possible without blinking. I've seen this. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy. Insane. It's very, like, emotional and sad. And I think part of the trick with the game is that, like, the longer you keep your eyes open, like, your eyes start to, like, water naturally because you don't have to, like, you don't blink to kind of recover your eye itchiness or whatever. So your eyes are, like, time to produce tears. And then when it gets really sad, you start to cry, and then to, like, combat the the tears, you start blinking, and the memories fade even faster and faster. Yeah. That's what this reminded me a lot of, is it's, like, this experimentation with this art form, which, like you said, this this does seem to get away with not really having rhythm. Yeah. Not really doing anything conventional music does. But um, still being recognizable. Yeah, being recognizable, still achieving some sort of feel and mood throughout the entire six hour, 30 minute thing. And it's, it's arguably, I, I think it's pretty experimental. Like it's really oh, definitely. trying a it's lot doing of something stuff here. That I've never heard before. Exactly. And I think the same thing with this game, I'm not giving this game as much credit. I don't even remember the name, unfortunately, cause I'm dumb, but like, that's what I'd like to see. I'd be interested to see a, a similar thing done with film. I don't know how that would be done, but I would be very interested to see like, people try that but those are kind of my general thoughts on everywhere at the end of the time listening to it twice is kind of crazy because the second time around you you almost anticipate the stuff coming later even more which is weird i don't know if it was actually you listened to it a second time yeah i think you're one of the only people i know who's done that <laughs> yeah well i did mainly because i just started it again after like i think a day or two after listening to it the first time i was like I, I can't remember what the first track sounds like. <laughs> and then I listen to it again, and then I'm like, whoopsie, I've just listened through half of it again. <laughs> Might as well kind of go the extra mile. Um, but that wasn't also a single sitting one. That was over, like, a little chunk of time. I don't know. I just, it was crazy. It was, it was a wild experience. Wild. I'm very glad I did it, too. Like, if you didn't push for it as hard as you did, I wouldn't have listened to it, and I would have probably have missed out on it and i'm very like that that is maybe a five in my book right there yeah i think so too it's just like i couldn't imagine it being any better yeah i went back and listened to 
Igor by Tyler, the Creator. Oh, I love that album. Woo, yeah. There's like phases of my life in which I listen to newer music for a long time. And then I kind of get bored of newer music and I'm like, let me try out older stuff that I like. And then more new stuff gets released in that time. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, but there are some albums where now looking back on it, there's, it's like, it's guaranteed hits. Like if you just ever want to go back and listen to music where you're like guaranteed to just press on and press play on an album and you're not going to be, that's great. And that's kind of how I feel with Igor because I hadn't listened to it in like Mm -hmm. a year again. It was so nice to go back. Igor was like, there was like a chunk of time where Igor was an album that I would listen to a lot of the songs off of. I Don't Love You Anymore is maybe my favorite one, which is kind of weird because it's it's one of the shorter ones and it's one of the less popular ones. But I love it because there's like this part where it's like all the vocals are just stringed in so beautifully and it's like, oh, like I'm floating or something. It sounds I so good. I really, really like uh, Gone Gone and Thank You. Of course. Yes. Um, those two. And then also I really like I Think. A Boy is a Gun was one I liked a lot when I was younger, and then I kind of stopped listening to it, probably because I overplayed it for myself. But now I go back to the album like a year later. I'm just having a good time. I've listened to it like twice now in the span of the last two weeks, and I was just like, this is it. Same with Life of Pablo, which I hadn't listened to fully in a while, and then I just kind of went back to it, and I was like, whoa, Waves is so good. (laughs) I listened to Igor a bit as of late, which has been nice, going back to what I once loved. I wanted to create a new segment. Ask a random stranger what their favorite album is, and we'll listen to the first song of it together. Okay, cool. Do it. What 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 was it? Okay. How'd it go? The name of this album is Bucket List Project by Saba. Not ringing a bell. So new to me. New to us. Obsolete, turn cheek, poverty, heritage, cotton seed. I could be a lot of things. Lottery winner, this album, autobiography. I feel like Socrates, hypothesis, opposites attract squares around a block again. Turn an obstacle, obsolete. What did you think? What did I think? What did you think? I thought that it reminded me of We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel. <laughs> I think it reminded me a little bit of Hamilton at the beginning because kind of simple instrumental while guys just going off at 100 miles per hour and I loved the beginning of it. That was such a good first half. And then once the drums come in and they like it have kinda, a weird chorus thing. It just kind of comes into like a generic like poppy thing. Agreed. And I, I, feel, I thought it could have been a lot more interesting for the ending. Honestly, they should have just ended it really. I agree. That was such a good beginning. I was I was shocked. And and when so I say good. it reminded me of We Didn't Start the Fire, I don't mean that it it was bad. Like We Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs> I, mean that, that, <laughs> I mean that it had like that quality of naming a lot of different things to give a sort of feeling. Whereas with, uh, we didn't start the fire. It's naming random things completely randomly (laughs) just in order that they happened, which isn't at all interesting. Whereas this much more gives a feeling based on the things that they're naming. I love the instrumental kind of the choiry stuff in the background. A little bit of the the trumpet horns. I love horns. I'm a complete I love horns. horns I just love them. <laughs> They're cool. I liked it until who who recommended did you get the name? 
I have no idea who recommended oh, should, this. Should we say their names? Like We probably should. That'll yeah. be the next time that Ooh, we do this. Because yes. it's on you to now ask some random oh. person their favorite album. And be warned, you have to ask quite a few people because most people don't listen to albums and have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, and okay. then you ha- even have to specify that it's a music album as if you asked what their favorite photo album was. Oh, somebody recommending me an album and then me not having heard a song of it beforehand? <gasps> I can probably find one because sometimes I don't keep my promises. The best trick is just to ask random people in lines. All right. I can't participate in this game, but I'm very glad that we heard that song. That was a that was a fun thing. Maybe if people like go out of their way to try to find us and then recommend stuff for us. I mean, they could. It's they could. unlikely that they'll find us, <laughs> but yeah. It's already been spoiled that we're in a business and an engineering major, so. All right, let me try to whip something up here. Did you listen to any Lingua Ignota and or the Backwash album? I listened to Sinner Get Ready, the album by Lingua Ignota. Is that is that how you pronounce it? I know you pronounced it wrong on the I did. Everybody before you listen to the <laughs> the, the 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 OG pilot episode which won't come out for a, uh, for a hot sec. I pronounce Lingua Ignota Lingua Ignota um, because I've, I, I don't you're know. you're a fool. Because I'm a fool, and I didn't have the name in front of me, and it's the spelling is wacky, but I'm, I, I apologize in advance. When you go into the pilot episode, please, please understand, I was a different man then. I've, I've, I, I'm better now, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lingua Ignota with an N, Sinner Get Ready, 2021. Yes. Amazing, am I right? Long. <laughs> what? First off. No, 55 minutes. What 55 minutes. Uh, it wasn't brutal to listen to or anything. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie and say that. I mean long mostly because of actually the individual songs felt yeah. long. Um which they are. They are. Uh, there's there's nothing around that. Like there's 7 minutes here and Order nine of minute. the Spiritual Virgins I think is 12 minutes long. It's 9. 9. It's nine? Oh, yeah. I just got fact checked. It is 9. Yeah. Um I who bend the tall grasses is pretty long. I who bend the tall grasses. <laughs> There's some tracks in here where I definitely felt the length, many hands in particular, Ooh, even though it's like five hands. minutes. I'm like, uh, I, it gets tired for me. Uh, now, Pennsylvania Furnace, I loved. Oh, so good. So good. I love Pennsylvania um, Furnace. Pennsylvania Furnace, I was like, this is more what I wish like the rest of it was the it's a it's a lot different than a lot of the other tracks on the album oh my goodness i'm gonna cry I'm, i don't think it was bad it's definitely just not my flavor um, that's fair it's it seems very particular like this is another art where i don't i i haven't heard anything really that sounds like this oh and absolutely yeah. i've well I, i've recommended it to like some other people and they're like i can't listen to this because this sounds insane and i'm also afraid and i'm cool with listening to it maybe i'm too much of a pop boy because maybe i I just like the you know more More yeah maybe i can get into the stuff more um whereas this is much more like listening thinking music it's it's definitely great it's not something that i would like repeat listen to though because it's Again, maybe I'm too much of a pop boy where I'm just like, oh, I want the groove. 
and th- there's not a lot. Um, it's definitely <laughs> there really clever. Except man is like a spring flower. It progresses into such a huge, and there's definitely kind of a groove with that one. Well, yeah, I mean, there's definitely, it's a wide album. It, it hits a lot of different things. And and that's, I think, another thing that I'm, it's, I know I was critiquing another album for being almost too focused earlier. This album does a lot. And if you don't like any particular aspect of it, now all of a sudden, like the whole album's kind of tainted for you because <laughs> there's a lot of different components. And so when they go into a lot of different components, if you don't like any one of them, the other ones are kind of degraded too. That's, that's kind of interesting. How, how would that apply in like what sense? Um, take, for instance, if I gave you a seven-course meal, right? Like, wow, this is a lot of different foods I'm about to try. And the sixth one that you don't like, you don't jive with. Now the entire meal is kind of like, well, I liked it. That sixth course was a little weird, though. And I kind of feel like it should have been more like a five or a four course, you know? So you think if this was shorter, you would have probably liked it more? I think if it wasn't as wide-reaching in terms of, like, what it's trying to do. Weird. I've thought it was super consistent. Like, I'm, I'm again, like, if even if it is really consistent, if there's just, like, one aspect because there's so many things going on that doesn't work, it, it doesn't work as a whole. Bizarre. And, and for me, especially, like, the lyrics, I'm, they're just <laughs> not sucking me in as much as i think they should that's kind of there there there's some lines i think that are definitely like they kind of just drag me out yeah what is there's that one line like um oh man i don't remember i think it is on it is i who bend the tall grasses where it's like i can't take it anymore yeah ah! and it's like all right but i mean yeah, yeah. i ah, i just i love the mood that it exudes because i love i love i just love the mood I remember the first time I listened to it, I was like, this is very weird, and it sounds like I'm joining a cult. And the second time, my, like, brain just kind of moved past that. And I was like, this is very strangely beautiful at the same time. Like, the vocals are insanely good. The Oh, she's the such a talented singer. The instrumental yeah. is, I think, stellar. On every song, the instrumental is just consistent. It's so good. All the songs have a general, like, build, I was just super impressed. This this might oh, not it's be definitely an impressive album. Yeah, this There's might not be to like away from that. maybe not a five, not yet. I would have Mm-mm, to I would have no. to sit with it a bit more for it to be a five. I'm I'm definitely feeling a four and a half. Uh, I'd Easily. say a four. Okay, like I, I stre- stretching up to a four, I'd say it's uh, it's a good it's a very good album. I'd say a great album. the The problem for me is it's just not something I can listen to like regularly. Like I'm not very interested in re listening to it. I don't see myself coming back to That's it. That's fair. That's probably just a particular all. taste thing at that point. I definitely think so. Well, it's super. All of these ratings are completely <laughs> opinionated. That's fair. Yeah, because I listen to this a lot <laughs> and on repeat a lot. Yeah. Also, the other albums too are just so it's it's not like this artist was like bad and then we try something like some people would argue like Tyler the Creator starting at like the bottom with like 
Cherry Bomb just being bad. And Cherry then Bomb's it's like, like his third album, what Goblins yeah. is first. Which oh, yeah, is, no, no, no. But like that kind of like entire section of more like chaotic. Uh, well, yeah, like Goblins, not good. Yeah. Like at all. That's not even controversial. Most people agree. It's just not. I don't think it's controversial. No, I, it's not. I agree with that. But like there's that, and then it's like suddenly, whoop, Flower Boy. Wow, we're yeah, actually Flower good Boy now. is like, whoa. And because he's like, he's trying stuff. This, I don't, I don't think this is the case. She's with on her this way. Artist. I think she's on her way to do something really incredible. I think this is the incredible thing. I don't know if she could top this. I'm she, not going to lie. She reminds me of like early David Bowie, where it's like, um, clearly there was something there, but I don't know what it is yet. I would recommend, oh, I mean, oh, I know this isn't really your style, but I will just recommend like one song per like the other two albums. Um, Faithful Servant Friend of Christ. I'll listen to the whole album. From, I'm not a I'm not a loser. All right. No, I, I just don't want to recommend stuff that you would just it, it's like it's a it's it's painful to get through. I wouldn't I would I would never want to do that to you no, or I'm, anybody I'm, listening. Well, I'm going to make you listen to Bus Driver, so. <laughs> um well, Faithful Servant Friend of Christ from Uh-oh, another thing I'm not going to pronounce correctly. Caligula. 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 Thank you. Um that that is a great one. Um, all let's keep it clean. B words die. Uh, mm. That album from 2018. The song "God Gave Me No Name" is probably like the best, maybe most accessible song of hers. I played a clip of it, and uh... I loved it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> that that one's great. Um, oh, well, yeah, and if she's only been making albums since 2018, yeah, she's gonna be um, pretty incredible. She's gonna be popping yeah up. definitely uh someone yeah. to pay a lot of attention to well do you have any final recommendations any homework for me for oh, next episode homework honestly nothing off the top of me dome i would say of course more lingwig nota because that's just who i am um, I, I would love to hear your thoughts on I Lie Here Buried With My Rings and My Dresses by Back X Wash. All one word, but yeah. Okay. I have some homework for you. <gasps> First off, I'm going to butcher his pronunciation so you can actually understand me. The American pronunciation, Serge Gainsbourg. <laughs> Serge... Um, he has Inch. this album, Histoire de Melodie Nelson. Histoire. Oh, I actually, th I, I did a, like a very brief peek at that. I'll do it. Thank you for not giving me something that's an hour, 30 minutes long. Yes, it's very short. And then also, of course, Fear of a Black Tangent by Bus Driver. And finally, I have a kind of interesting recommendation that I don't think a lot of people like really paid a lot of attention to. And that's California by Mr. Bungle. Sweet. All of mine are American, and you just showed me up with some epic foreign some, music, I imagine. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, I'll be back. I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back. I'm going to get you some stuff from, like, <laughs> the moon. <laughs> You've heard of Tajikistan? <laughs> uh, well, I think that's yeah. good. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Bye, everybody. No. Bye.